inspiration, but the, <laughs> the, it still it still flashes up on um, social media now, and yeah. to see that the, the people going absolutely crazy is still sends a shiver down my spine now. Hey guys, it's me, producer Ross, and welcome to another edition of Ross Meets. This is Series 2, Episode 4. I want to say a big thank you to everybody who has listened to this series so far. Hope you've enjoyed the episodes, and let's get right into today's. And introduce this week's guest, and it's an absolute pleasure to be joined by former town defender Gavin Johnson. This was a great chat with Gavin about his time at Porton Road and his career as a whole. We spoke about a range of different things during his time at the club, uh, from progressing through the Youth Academy to helping the club win the second division title in the 91-92 season as Town were promoted to the newly formed Premier League. Of course, Gavin holds the record of scoring the first Premier League goal for Town against Aston Villa, so he brings his memories of that goal. And of course, another goal he scored, which is very iconic, the goal against Liverpool at Anfield in the FA Cup, that header. Oh, it was great to speak to him about that goal. Uh, he spoke about his time playing in the Premier League with Ipswich Town and then went on to speak about his other times at his other clubs he played for, uh, for the likes of Wigan to Colchester to even Northampton where he played with current town skipper Luke Chambers and spoke about his memories of playing alongside Chambers during his time there. So let's not ramble on anymore and let's get into the episode. Thank you to Gavin once again for speaking to me and hope you guys enjoy it. Let's go. Well, thank you very much for doing this and uh, we'll get started straight away where where I normally start with my guests and ask them where they sort of began their their footballing career, really. Um, did you always have the love of football when you were as a kid? Yeah, right from a very young age, uh, even when I was, you know, in the before I was walking really, my old man had me in the in the hall at home, uh, kicking a, a balloon and a softball about. And then, uh, yeah, from as long as I can remember, I've always been playing football, always had a ball at my feet. And uh, yeah, I still love the game now. Brilliant. And, um, you know, what, what? can you remember your first sort of team you joined? You know, what position did you play? Of course, as a kid, you play everywhere, don't you? You know, so where did you... Yeah, yeah. Um, but started off... Well, when I was probably about eight years old, mm-hmm. and I was playing for a team, uh, Rinchel Phoenix. Okay. Um, but uh, because of, they wouldn't, I was playing sort of up a bit, bit of an age group where they didn't really like you playing too far up. So yeah. I got, um, so I had to stop playing for them. I briefly played for Stowe Falcons for under tens, and then I moved up to um, William Browns and Jusons, where I, this when I, so I had what, probably five, six years with them, where. Um, through my youth football um, based in Ipswich yeah we were a very 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 successful side we had some you know a very strong squad uh, three or four players went on to play professional and um, yeah it was a real real solid side we won the East Anglian Cup two or three times you know it was, it was a real good side yeah definitely and then you know, how long did it take until town came calling? Because you're a local lad, so you know we'll yeah. we're scouting different players from our region. So I'm sure they came calling for you when they knew something was was blossoming in your well, career. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was about I was 12 years old when I started training up there. But um, yeah. it was it was through the groundsman. I, I spoke to him pretty recently. Um, Wiggy Wiggy Chapman. He was the groundsman at the time, and uh, my, my father knew him from the olden days when they used to go to school together so um, they uh, he got me a trial so and then that's what start from when I was 12 years old it's sort of a block trial going on then after I don't know six, eight weeks or so they wanted to see me you know carry on coming sort of carried on like that because I was 
14 and I signed what was, that used to be schoolboy forms then um, so it's like a two year so other teams didn't take your sort of thing really at that age and then I uh, carried on until uh, I joined the building when I was when I left school at 16 oh wow there you go can you um can you remember you know which players were in your age group there who went on to have a, a professional career or even just you know maybe names that some people may know um well quite then we had uh, quite a few local lads yeah. um yeah and we had Robbie Robbie Durham, Aaron Gardner Neil Curry Grice, Neil Grice from Chelmsford Way Lee Honeywood mm-hmm. we had uh, Chris Neville the, the goalkeeper from Norfolk okay. uh, Chris Wales probably time fans will probably they'll know Chris because he he came and then he left he yeah. went back up to his native northeastern and then, um, he was signed again a few years later so that's probably I think he went on played the most games out of that squad wrong yeah. yeah who um sort of helped you you know when you first coming through as a young lad you know sell you like the senior pros to, you know back back then like nowadays we don't have you know the academy players don't clean boots I don't think now so back then who did you you know did you have to clean boots back then yeah yeah we had um we were we had to do the jobs assign, uh, like everyone else used to. Uh, you were assigned different jobs. I, th- I remember when um, uh, my first job there was oh, alongside Chris Kawamia. Obviously, okay. I forgot about him in the youth team. He <laughs> was quite, quite a big player for town. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I was, uh, we had the job of looking after the coaches, the okay. cleaning out the... the because they used to change in the referees area so we had to get all their kit lay all their kit out in the morning clean their boots make sure everything was right for them and then um, afterwards clear you know clear down make sure, you know clear all the shower rooms out other lads had cleaning jobs cleaning the dressing room the, the, the worst job of all was the the first team dressing room you know they to go and clean the kit out in there because they used to sling it at, yeah. at the youngsters, you know, just yeah. wet, muddy kit, you get slapped around your face and you used to, you know, it's a, that was a bit of a, a talk, an ordeal to go in the room after training, yeah. but, you know, the unlo- and the unlucky lads got that job. Yeah. But that, it did us no harm, you know, you just, you just did your training and did a little bit of work. It's, it was um, all part of it in those days. It sort of makes you, you know, grow up like a man you know a bit tough because you know back now with academies they're very pampered and stuff like that and it's not their fault because that's how you know academies have just been made now really but back then you know you had to be tough and you you know of course you could sort of say they're you know it's a bit hard to say they're sort of bullies but they were just trying to sort of see if you can make it i don't think it's the things have moved on so the lads don't do anything now but um that sort of thing but it didn't do you any harm you 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 did that, you did your jobs, cleaning the coach before the first team went away on a Friday, it was all part of it, you know, um, sweeping the stands occasionally when they needed doing, but that was all, you, you know, and complained, it was, it was, it was fine, and I don't, you know, and I'm, I'm, I was quite happy to do it, um, you know, you soon got told off by Wills or the coaches at the time, Pete Rivian, Brian Clough, Charlie Woods, you know, if you didn't do it, you, you knew about it, but it was, it was all good. Definitely, and let's talk about your, you know, your first manager, uh, John Duncan. You know how, how, you know, what's your memories of him, and you know how, how much did you get along with him? Yeah, um, just as I joined the building, uh, Bobby Ferguson had got the had got the sack okay. in the summer. Yeah. So, um, so John John Duncan came in as I was a as, as I was joining the building. <laughs> yeah, and um, things didn't really work out for him. You know, at town, you know. He, They'd had some, some well, some top top players, and yeah. the club were on this little slight 
downturn sort of thing and didn't the, the crowd didn't really take to him too well his style of football but um, I got on great with him he, he, he gave me my debut against uh, Barnsley on a, on a Tuesday night so um yeah, he, he, I got on really well with him. After he left, he uh, he tried to sign me again for when he was when he was at Chesterfield again. But um, yeah, so I, you know, his football style wasn't great, but I got on. You know, I got on fine with him with a, with the man. Yeah, you know, you you know, you were eighteen when you made your debut, and you know, which sort of senior players helped you settle in? As you said, there was a we had a, you know still had a few big names at the club, even though we we're sort of on a slope, but we had still had some good you know good players and stuff like that. You know, who helped you sort of settle in when you were as a youngster in the dressing room going into your debut? Well, um, well, it helped really well at the time because um, Mil- Simon Milton joined the building yeah. from he'd, he'd come from non-league that yeah. same the same time that I joined as a young lad, yeah. and um, I was unfortunate. I I um, damaged my ankle really badly oh, wow. to start with, so he was he was taking me into the club every day for probably two or three months while I was in plaster, and um, you know he sort of. He sort of looked, took me under his wing, sort of thing. Looked after me for a, for um, a while, got me going, and then once you once you're in in, a, in amongst the, you know, in that in that first team, you um, you become part of it, and you you know, I, I enjoyed it. Some I think some young lads um, struggle when they first get in there, but um, I really enjoyed it and wanted more. I had I had a few games that season, not too many, but um, that was the taster I wanted, and you know, and I wanted more. Yeah, definitely. I want, to, I want to sort of talk about pre-season because, you know, we're, we've known definitely in the, you know, 80s and 90s, we went, you know, to Scandinavia, Russia as well. I, I actually, for this podcast, I spoke to um, Sergei Baltacha and, you know, he's one of the first, like, Soviet Union players to come. And so, you know, what was that experience going over to Russia, the Iron Curtain and all that? What was that experience like? Yeah. That was your, probably your first proper pre-season? Yeah, well, I, I wasn't, I, I was only young then. I was probably, yeah. I think I was probably only 18. Yeah. I, I'm guessing about that. I wasn't due to go, but unfortunately, yeah. um, one of the players had a family, yes, you know, a problem with his family. So, um, you know, I got drafted in late on. I was only young. Um, yeah, to go over there was a, was a, an eye opener. Really, that yeah. it was. Uh, you didn't realise how lucky you were. Really, we we went there. I people didn't. Some of the players didn't eat. We the food was wasn't what we were used. Yeah. Thing I, know, I remember one of the lads lost half a stone in the pre-season training, yeah. which is which is not really ideal sort of thing. You know, you want to, you're, you're getting ready to play for the start of the season sort of thing, and not to eat in that. But to go over there and see see um, see the country and parts of the country, yeah, it was uh, it was an eye opener. But um, yeah, I'm really glad I went. But I was glad when I got home. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing about you know, as a, as a footballer, like pre-season, when you because these some some of these countries you probably never planned to actually go and visit, and you know, getting the opportunity to do that as a, as a player, that must have, as you say, it was an eye opener. But it's an experience that you you know will ever you'll keep forever, really. That's right. Yeah, yeah. still got some a couple of mementos yeah. that I that I brought back, and one of those the Russian hat, and I got yeah. some glassware that I you know brought back with me from uh, from over there, which is a uh, you know I still I still still look at it still wear the hat but um so i never forget the trip but going on the pre-season tours and things like that you uh you're there you're, you're training playing and maybe playing a couple of games you don't get to see too much yeah. of the actual you know their way of life or country sort of thing but um you know it's good to get a break Definitely. over there and train in a different environment yeah so it's uh it's a good yeah then uh then of course john lyle came in um because john got sacked you know 
what was your first reaction when John Lyle came in? I've, I've spoken to a few players who, you know, who played under John and, you know, he, he had that sort of presence, didn't he? You know, he did really well at West Ham and he's been around the block and, you know, coming in and he had that presence of just, wow, John Lyle, you know, what was your first sort of interaction yeah. with him? But it's pretty much it's pretty yeah. much in nod on head there. He had he had that presence when he when he when he spoke or when he came into the room and everyone sort of listened. You know, he um he he took it. I think everyone's game improved when when uh when John came into the building. He helped my game no end. Um he's prepared to talk to you um about your game as long as you wanted, you know, um it, his coaching was first class and he pretty much knew Knew everything that you want, that you need to know about football, really, and um, he was a top top man as well. And uh, yeah, just as a place to play under him. Definitely, and you know that was, you know, he. I think it's his third or second season where you he really gave you a chance. I think you played like forty nine games in the course of that that promotion winning season. Uh, we'll quickly go on to the moment that a lot of town fans speak when they hear Gavin Johnson's name, you know, the goal against Liverpool in the FA Cup, you know, it was a nil-nil draw in the first game, then we had to replay to Anfield. First of all, that must have been what an experience playing at Anfield, you know, you're still young at this this stage as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, it's fantastic. But just go back to the, the home game, we yeah. um, we played on a windy lunchtime, I think it was a Sunday lunchtime, yeah. and um, we could easily have uh, beat them really, 0-0, yeah. I think we hit the post, uh, almost beat them that day. Yeah. Then to go up to to Anfield on the midweek was was uh, fantastic. The, I, I wouldn't like to say how many thousand Ipswich Town fans went that night, they, they pretty much took over the whole end yeah. at Anfield, you know, and... Um, I was like, so fortunate we to actually uh, score in front of them. I oh, know it's an awful celebration, but the, <laughs> the, it still it still flashes up on um, social media now, and yeah. to see that the, the people going absolutely crazy is still sends a shiver down my spine now. Yeah, and it must be nice to score that end as well, because you know you you I've, I watched the video just before I called you just to just to see it again, and you know. I think the fans were on their feet already before even the ball went in net. I think they just knew when you connected it, they were like thinking, yep, it's up. And then you just see the whole, you know, limbs of the blue shirts just going up. And then, yeah, your celebration. Of course, you don't, sometimes you just don't know when you score goals. If you don't score many, you sort of just don't know what to do, really, do you? And you just go, oh, whatever, I've just scored. So, yeah. Yeah, well, well, as a kid, you you know, you you think about it, you going to Anfield and scoring a goal. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's happening, you know, on the sky cameras were there. And uh, yeah, it's, it's remarkable, you know, Fantastic feeling, but um, yeah, it was an awful celebration. Great, great cross from Wit, yeah. Steve Wit, and then um, yeah, and uh, con- connected well, and the fans went went crazy. Yeah, they, they still talk about Loren, the, the local pub in Old Newton. The, yeah. uh, the, they managed to get the telly in there for the evening, and um, the whole place went up. It was erupted. Yeah. But yeah, it was fantastic. There you go. Then um, that season, you of course scored another very important goal um, against Oxford as we won won the league. You know, what's your memories from that? I know it's a long time ago now, but yeah, I'm sure that's still, you know, with you. And you know that that what 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 a moment for you, local yeah. manager. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, I think we got we got the draw that day to clean, you know to to get the get the title sort of thing. But um, yeah, I recently looked at some photos and the cameraman that day got an absolute cracker of a photo of me up in the air yeah. I'm sort of I'm I'm sort of uh, half the height of walkie above walkie again you know I don't know I don't know never jumped that high before in my life yeah. and um, yeah, he, he caught, uh, caught the moment superb and uh, um, yeah I met it and 
miss it well. We, you know, we got the draw, and then uh, it was another fantastic day for the for the fans. You know, the, that season they 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 support us really well. Start slowly. Mm-hmm. Crows weren't great to start with, but you know they once once things got on the roll. Um, I think we planned the full houses at home. You know, end of the season, twenty five, twenty six thousand, and um. Yeah, and there was a few thousand that day in amongst the Oxford fans as well. Yeah. And, you know, I, I recently spoke, um, as I said to you, that I caught up with Neil Thompson, who was part of that team as well. And I asked him about, you know, that pre season. Did you feel something was special and building? Did you feel like something could happen this season? Well, we, we um, well, when John took over, you know, the, is a, it was a big, you know, confidence booster sort of thing. You know, things things are on the up, um, but you don't you don't know, do you? you don't really know how yeah. things are going to go. First game of the season, we're three 0 up. Uh, you think everything's everything rosy, and all of a sudden you draw three three, and um, uh, away at Bristol Rovers, I think it was. So you know, things could things change, but you know, once once we got playing, you know, you're there or thereabouts for a while. We had we had little dips during the season, but. We were always there or thereabouts, and um, you know, um, we were, you know, it turned out we were good enough, and we and we did it. Definitely. And can can you remember much from you know when you first found out about the new Premier League? Did you know? Did you players know much about what was this new Premier League with you know the big cameras and everything like that? Yeah. Well, that was yeah. So we went up into into the first year of the, uh, the yeah. Premiership. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was um, a bit more razzmatazz, one a bit high profile, and um. Yeah, and we took to it first season. We uh, we sort of yeah, we embraced it really well, and we um, we matched most teams pretty much all season. Definitely, and of course you're in the the history books. You know that will never be taken away from you. You know the first ever town goal in the Premier League. Uh, what's you know what's your first you know reaction of that, and what's your memories of that goal against Aston Villa? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a right foot half volley, and that doesn't happen very often, so you don't <laughs> forget them. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. First day of the season, we probably should have beat them that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we ended up drawing one one with them. But um, yeah, the ball. I think the, the frog uh, for them sort of miscued it and popped it out to me. I sort of had a touch and, a, and I just hit it sweet on the right, you know, half volley on the right foot, and uh, it went sailing in. Yeah, it was a, that was another funny celebration. You know, knee down, point the finger. I don't know what was going on that day, but you know, uh, yeah, it's a, it was a. Yeah, it was a good start, and then we went from there. I think midweek we went to Wimbledon and and beat them then. So uh, you know we got off and off and running. So it was a good start. Yeah, you, you scored against them as well, didn't you? Yeah, I got off the fly. Yeah, yeah two and two. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. of course, at that time as well, you're still you know young as well. I think you're only twenty two. So you know now playing in the top flight of English football, you must be thinking you know you've done it now. You've really you know made it in terms of you you know you've really worked hard and you're now playing. You know, top flight for your local team. You know, were you a town supporter growing up as well? I followed them. I, yeah. as, I, I'll be truthful. As I was, as I was a young, and I, um, I liked Spurs. I okay. liked watching Glen Idol, yeah. sort of thing. So I followed them. But you know, as, as I was became on trial and going into the building, um, I used to go and watch them then. But as a youngster, I was really I, I liked Spurs. But yeah, it was um, so you twenty twenty one twenty two you. You did still really starting out, and um, you know I wasn't the most technical, brilliant player, but you know I worked hard and and I, and I had a had a bit of ability, and you know as long as I was working hard, I was, you know John seemed to pick me each week. Yeah, 
And, you know, of course, you actually went on to score a few more Premier League goals that season. You know, one against Everton, uh, and then two against Man City, one home and away. You know, what, what's your memories from them goals? Yeah, well, I remember the, the City one at home. I think I think it was the header with because um, uh, a cross come over from the right hand side, and it was pretty much from the edge of the area. Yeah. The header, and I, you know, it's you don't happen very often. No. But um, I met it with a bit of pace on the cross and come flying in, and and I think um, uh, you know, you know, went flying in the in the corner of the net. But I was telling the the manager of the Newton football team yeah. Crowley a few years ago and he wouldn't believe me he yeah. believe me he's a mad City fan yeah. no you're lying you're lying but, so, but eventually he's, he's seen it now so he believes it but yeah it was um, good to go out there to score at City against big teams you know scoring yeah. goals against them was you know it was, you know, it was fantastic yeah I think your your last Premier League goal you scored was the well, sort of the same with the same team because you know you scored for your first Premier League goal against Aston Villa, and I think your last Premier League goal was against Aston Villa too. So, you know that was that yeah. in the season afterwards. That was um, yeah, I think that was a bobbler. I yeah. think I think that might have been a, a quite a, quite a long way out. I, don't, I think yeah. Bosnich was in goal, and I think he covered himself in glory that <laughs> afternoon. But yeah, that was a score at Villa Park. So you know, it's good memories. Yeah. You know, we you know we stayed stayed up in the Premier League for you know three seasons. You know, for you. Which sort of players stand stand out? Again, you know the opposite players. You know, of course, at that time, you know some great names were coming through. And uh, any difficult opponents that you had to come up against? Any players that you sort of like didn't like playing against? Um, you know, they're all they all tough opponents. But I've, I've, I've said before that I think probably the, the a player as good as I played against really was uh, Waddle. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, on his, you know, on his day, he could go either way. He's got, he looks as if he's not trying, he's not bothered, but he's got, he had pace. He could go either way, and he could, he could really hurt you. You could twist, you could twist your blood up. You know, when he's, um, when he's on form. So he was probably playing up against someone like that is, is the toughest. But when you're going playing against United and had, um, you know, um, well, Cantona up front and Hughes and McClare, you know, sort of players like that, you know, you, you know, you got to be on your game to keep them quiet on a, you know, in a game. But most, you know, the, all teams had, had good players, but I think what you're playing against someone would be Chris Waddle. Definitely. And you, as you said, you were, you know, a Spurs supporter because of, you know, Glenn Hoddle. You know, what was that like playing at White Hart Lane? I think, you know, you played, played there in that first season, of course, other seasons as well. So what was that experience like? Yeah, it's brilliant. You know, you like I said, watching them playing in Europe when you're a youngster, and then you get down there and um, playing against them. I got a bit of stick one night, uh, one game. It was playing it's a mid, uh, midweek game, and I was getting abused by someone in the crowd. And uh-huh. I, I turned I turn around, and it was it was my mate I played cricket with at Stoutman. <laughs> he was a first fan. Yeah, he was abusing me. Oh, <laughs> I turned around, he's laughing his head off. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I, I did get. I got to play against Hoddle when he was at Swindon. Okay. You know, um, yeah. So he was. I think he might be player manager. I think, and um, yeah, I got to play against him. So that was a. That was a. That was a. That was a good one Definitely. for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, John Lyle then left, and then George Burley came in. And you know, what was your reaction when when John left and George came in? Yeah, John sort of taking a sort of a back seat yeah. for a little while, and um, you know, slowed down. So and then he left and. The new manager came in, sort of things didn't really work out. You know, um, I didn't get I didn't get so many games and what have you. And so the sort of the writing was on the wall then, really, yeah. from for me uh, when it when it came to the end of the 
95 season. It didn't do that a lot of working out that I wasn't going to be in the building the next year. Yeah, and you know, you you luckily missed the bullet in that 9-0 defeat against Man United. Um, of course, you were injured, but, you know, what's your memories from, you know, you, were you watching anywhere or were you just seeing, you know, the, the goals going in or the result going in? Yeah, that was that was the days of the video printer sort of thing coming through, and that well, yes. and um, I was uh, I was at Old Newton watching Old Newton play, and um, they kept coming through and flashing up Andy Cole, Andy Cole, like this. And uh, although I'd have loved to have been there, it was it was uh, it was a it was a good bullet to dodge. But it always comes up, but you never be forgotten, will it? No, even though even though Leicester you know matched it, but I think it's. It's one of those where you know that it was the first ever like sort of nine nil defeat, you know, in the in the top flight. So it'll always be that always be remembered. So and of course that season we got relegated from the Premier League, and as you said, you you left there. Um, yeah. You know, were you were you frustrated that you're going to leave? And you know, we disappointed that we got relegated as well. Oh yeah, you know, the, for the whole for the whole time, you know, the yeah. club, everything, you know, it was it was gutting. But um, especially like only being 10, 15 minutes down the road. Um, you know, I, I you know I loved being there, and it was it was it was horrible, terrible. To, you know, to to have to leave, but you know you have to move on, don't you? So um, when that was time for you know time for moving, I went got to another, went to another club. Yeah, did you did you sort of have a, a good, good couple of offers? You know, you're you know been playing in the Premier League for the last three seasons, so I'm sure you had plenty of offers. You know, you went on to join Luton, who were in the back then you know the the second division or the first division um so did you have a few offers or you know was no, that was it was it was it was quite quiet really i'd had yeah. i'd had some injuries and whatever and so things you know i i wasn't there wasn't that many there was some lower you know lower league clubs but um i didn't you know i wanted to try and play as high as i can um but yeah i ended up going to Luton. didn't really work out i had you know I had about six months there um that was when uh Mr. Kohler was the the chairman, and they're talking about the Kohler Dome being played, but then they're still now playing it. Yeah. They're still playing at the same ground now, like yeah, yeah. twenty five years ago. Later. <laughs> Then, um, then you moved to you know Wigan, and you know for you that must have been the first time you're travelling away from you know where you're you know born basically. You know Wigan is a long way away. You know what was the factor of that going in? You know John Dean was the manager. He of course played at Town and managed Norwich as well. But um, what was what was your first reaction? Well, that, yeah, that, he, that was the that was the big that was the big pull really. Yeah. You know I knew John John had been in the building at senior pro when I was. You know, when I was a youngster at Ipswich, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he he um, he contacted me. I went up on loan for a little while. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. Um, so I was, I was staying, staying like two or three nights a week, training with Luton as well while I was on loan. Yeah. And then um, yeah, signed probably I don't know, start of the ninety five, ninety six, just after Christmas, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I stayed there for three seasons, and had uh, had a great time. Yeah, we had. Um, a real, real good side, real good squad. It was then, they were then turning things around. They was just starting to put a little bit of money into the club, and um, turn thing. John and John Benson was his assistant, and uh, they worked really well together. They got a good squad, good squad of players, and um, you know it was, it was a good time. Yeah, and there's you know one name that sort of stands out in that that Wigan team who's got on to. Of course, come a manager and manage Wigan. One in the FA Cup, Roberto Inez. Uh, what's your memories of playing with him? Yeah, yeah. There were, there were, when I first joined, there were three three Spanish lads: yeah. Roberto, um, Zidane, and Jesus Saber. Yeah. And um, 
you know, but obviously Roberto was the most high profile of the three, yeah. yeah. Um, decent player, midfield player, didn't like the tackle, <laughs> but he could play, yeah. And at the, taking the same side at that time was um, his assistant for a long while, Graham Jones. Yeah, uh, yeah he, he was playing centre forward for us. So I think that's obviously where their connection started. Yeah. And um, they went on to, to do good things at, you know, a couple of clubs. Yeah, and you know, of course, you, that, that, during your time there, you you know, you helped them win the the third division titles. That must have been good for you to have another promotion on your on your CV. Yeah, yeah, we'd, we'd um, like I said, we had a good squad. They they did recruit well, yeah. and um, that was a, that was a year when Fulham were down there as well, and we uh, we went to the last game of the season. Um, needed to um to win to um win the title. Yeah, and uh, all went well, and um. Yeah, win the title was like, you know, was a was a good achievement, and that that sort of got the ball rolling at Wigan. Really, things things were then on the move. Yeah, and yep. during your time there as well, I think you had another former teammate of yours, David Lowe, um, who who you know was a sort of sort of cult hero at Town because he scored loads of goals. Um, and you know, what was he like? You know, I think you were a youngster, more you know, just coming through when David Lowe was at the club. I think we just yeah. left after we got promoted. But um, can you remember much about him? Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's a great lad, uh, yeah. great fella, really. Yeah, um, great player, keen keen as mustard. Uh, <laughs> I think he went on to be a, a good coach. I don't know if he's still coaching now, but um, yeah, real nice fella, keen as mustard. Um, we spent a lot of time after training just messing about, playing different game, you know, ball games and what have you. He um, he loved the game to bits. Yeah, real nice fella. Yeah. Then um, you then made a move to Scotland. Um, what was that you know decision like to to have a little spell in Scotland? You know, playing for Dunfermline in the Scottish Premier, you know, top flight of Scottish football. Did you feel like you wanted a new challenge? And maybe you know, were they just interested in bringing you there? Yeah, that's so. That was after the three years, and I yeah. I went up there. At, um, went up with the goalkeeper as well at yeah. the time um, from Wigan Lee Butler. So they, we settled it settled in well. Um, a few weeks later, um, former town player joined us, Dave Linnigan. Oh, okay. he, he was up there as well at the same time. Yeah, but yeah, it was um, it was good. You're playing against the against the the big Rangers Celtic. You know, unfortunately, I missed out on playing at Celtic Park. I was injured twice, okay. but went to Ibrox and um, played there. And it, yeah, it was good. It, it was a it was a strange league. I, I, we got relegated. We weren't great, but. Mm-hmm. The, the the mixed standard in the in the in the division was uh, was quite big. Yeah, and um, I've got your stats up here. I don't know if you remember this. I think I hope I got this right. I think you got sent off on your debut, so <laughs> it's not probably a memory you want to you know talk about. But you know, yeah, yeah. Not, not a great start. Oh well, yeah, I won't forget that one. That's the first time I've been sent off. Yeah, yeah. I got um. I got booked first half. Of, there was a, a, a winger, a Polish winger, a damn chick. It was an absolute lightning. So um, yeah, I caught him, got booked, and then I ended up having a little wrestling match in the in the middle of the field with their centre forward. And we ended up rolling around on the floor, and that was me done. I was I was off on my debut, yeah. but um, we won the game one 0 So they, the players did well to to. Um, to win the game but yeah it wasn't a great start no and uh, as you said you unfortunately suffered relegation and then you sort of came back to East Anglia and joined Colchester Steve Whitten you, you know linking up with one of your former teammates he was the manager was that one of the biggest decisions you wanted to come back probably close to home again I don't know if you you know your family I don't know if you had kids then or you know a girlfriend or wife then yeah well um, 
I was uh, well, I finished the, the, the confirmment. I was I was injured and I um, in that, that summer. No time pre-season came. I hadn't I hadn't got a club. I was still injured. Yeah. So it just so happened at the time, uh, Brian Owen was the physio at Colchester. He was a, he was former coach at Town when I was there. He used to do the reserves, yeah. and um, he was he was training Old Newton, the local team, yeah. and um, someone said, "Oh, Gavin's back in the area," like that, and then. He got in contact me with me and said, "Do you want to come to Colchester and get fit?" Sort of thing. So that's how it started. Really, I, I went to Colchester unfit. Um, he did some physio on me, got some work, and then uh, that's how I started. It. Steve Whitten was manager. Uh, Durant Williams there, Jason Gazelle, Dave Gregory, Neil Gregory were there. So the uh, Steve McGavin, local fella, you know. Um, so uh, that's how it started. Really, Brian Owen just. Right here, and I was in the area. Contact me, and then I had six years at Colchester. And I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it must have been good just being back, you know, down. And you know, unfortunately, you know, it wasn't so successful at Colchester. But like, like Colchester have had for a long time, that you know, money problems. They've never had much money to spend, so they've always been like a mid-table team. They've had, you know, they played in the championship a few times, but you know, did you sort of know that from the beginning, really, that you know you're going to be struggling yeah. to bring players in? Well, um, when I, when I joined uh, the. Steve Whitman was manager, but the previous manager, I think he'd, he'd done the budget completely, sort of thing. It, it, and he'd, then he'd, he'd he'd gone off, and the club were in a bit of a mess. Really, we were near the bottom of the bottom of the uh, was it then League One, sort of thing. I think well, yeah, League One, and um, in a bit of a mess, really. So Steve had to get some players in who he who he, who he knew, uh, but the one gonna you know break the club, sort of thing. And you know, we the team, the team really did did really well for a bunch of misfits really we um did well to stay in the division and um i, I really enjoyed my, t- my time under steve and, and george they, they worked well together and um yeah it was a good time did you what you know what was that experience like playing under you know your one of your former teammates you know it's happened a lot um during everyone's careers where you play with well, you know your former teammate you know at town we've had that a few times where we've, like when jim Jilton became manager you know he was playing and now he's now the manager so a lot of the teammates so what was that like or did you just get, get on with it because you just you know yeah yeah we um you, you have to although you, you've you've seen him in the change room and and how he gets on then he's now the manager you have to respect him and and like that so um yeah everyone although we knew him really well you know we he was the manager and and he was a sort of the boss sort of thing you know so that went it's no different, really. When uh, when you're in the building, there he is the manager, and you, you know you do as he says, sort of thing. Um, yeah, he was. Um, he treated us well. He treated the players well, and um, so I really enjoyed it. Then uh, after Steve, uh, when Phil Phil Parkinson came in, and that was a completely different, yeah. you know, setup. But another exactly, you know, I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Did you feel Phil Parkinson? What do you think? That was his first like management job. Did you feel that like he was going to go on to have a successful management career because now he's the Sunderland boss did you feel like he was going to go on to that yeah well considering it was his first job he did really well I wasn't yeah. no I wasn't, I wasn't you know when you first manager come, when he comes in you're not too sure what the hell it's going to be but he was very thorough he worked extremely hard um, he left no stone unturned sort of thing with his research and what have you um, he got everyone super fit I was probably, I was probably when he when he first came into the building, I'd um, I had a broken leg and I was out for fifteen months. So I don't think he was too sure if I was going to be able to cut it with him. You know how he wanted to play, sort of thing. But I got myself really fit. He um, 
and he and he picked me a lot of the time. You know, I got on really well with him. He, and he's, um, he's like I say he's gone on to some good things. Definitely. And then your next move was another brief move this time to Boston United. Uh, you know, under Steve Evans, what was he like? You know, he's very much known for his his persona and stuff. But you know, what was your dealings with him? Only short. Yeah, short, not very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Disappointing to leave Colchester, really. Um, and then I went to Boston. Uh, I didn't last long, but um, yeah, it was um, it was a strange place. Really. It was a non-league club playing in in League Two, really. Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was quite bizarre, really. But they signed some players. Julian Jochen signed that summer, and uh, Noel Whelan. <laughs> there were some, you know, some names in there, but it wasn't for me it didn't work out it wasn't and for other players he signed that summer that, that didn't really work out for them and I remember it, we um, it got to the transfer window in um start the season there and um, we were all sitting in the change room we were hoping for the golden ticket you know just wanted wanted out of the building we'd only been in there you know a few weeks sort of thing and um, well a couple of months and um, it just so happens we played Northampton on the Saturday and um John Dean, who had signed me at Wigan, he was then, he was, um, uh, Colin Colden was manager of Northampton. He had uh, Dave Kerslake as the assistant and John was sort of general manager, John yeah. Dean. So, um, so I've seen him on the, seen him on the fact that we played Northampton and uh, I was on the coach afterwards and John walked out of the, out of the out of the building, sort of banging on the on the coach window, ring me, ring me, and, you know the the the, the phone like at me ear, pretending you know, ring me, ring me, yeah. and, and lo and behold, I got the phone call, I think, and that was on the on the the, the last day of the window, I got a sign, I signed in the afternoon, and fortunately they got me out of the building, out of Boston, and, and into another really really good club in Northampton. Yeah, real good side again. We had uh, some well. Tame player playing now, uh, Mr. Chambers. He yeah. was in that side. Um, Dyche, on Dyche, your manager yeah. Burnley. He yeah. was he was in that side, and yeah, it was uh, all sorts of you know some really experienced players, and uh, and um, yeah, it was a really good club and a real good side. Good yeah. manager as well. Definitely, and yeah. Can you remember much from you know playing alongside Luke Chambers? Did you feel like he was going to go on to have a career that he has? You know, he after leaving Northampton, he went on to join Nottingham Forest, then joined Town. He's now been at Town since 2012. So, did you feel he was going to go on to have a career? You know, I don't know how old he was when you played with him. He, he was only he was then just starting out, so yeah. you, you could tell he was a player, yeah. a good player. But you, you you don't know, you know, you can't tell how how good he's going to be really. But you know, yeah, he was in he was in the inexperienced side and. And there was players playing in there. With obviously playing against it with experienced players helps you. And um, yeah, he's had gone on to have a really good career, hasn't he? Yeah, and you mentioned Sean Deutsch as well. He's gone on to have a yeah a good career as well as now his management career as well. Now at Burnley, um, in the Premier yeah, League, he's you, done a fantastic job. You could tell he was going to be a manager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, certain players you you see them as managers, and you thought, well, they can't see that, but like, you could see the way how how he was that he was going to go into that sort of either coaching or management yeah definitely and then uh, your next move was to, to Oxford you're dropping down into non-league for the first time because they were in the football conference back then but did you just feel it was you know your age probably wasn't on your side were you getting still getting injuries and stuff um, well I, I, I was um, I was at the end of the season when I left Northampton but I think yeah. I think Jim, Jim, Jim Swift was the manager at the time at Oxford and I think he'd, he'd made contact with Northampton um see who was who they were going to let go and um, obviously my name was mentioned and, and uh, yeah we, I, 
not signed it's only just down the road from there but um it's another 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 very very good club although they got relegated into the conference um that summer uh good squad you know football league squad and um unfortunately we didn't quite get promoted but we should probably should have done and uh same as Northampton you go into there a real good club great manager um, good squad of players and I really enjoyed it definitely and you know that was sort of you would say your first professional cl- or last sorry last professional club you were at so did you when when you sort of left there did you feel like you wanted to settle I'm sure you you know you've been travelling a bit now did you feel like you want to settle in one place and you know you're getting a bit older now did you were you looking to get into coaching or did you feel like you want to play a little bit longer you of course played in non-league in you know Suffolk and stuff you know what was your plans going forward yeah well it's just it was time for me to come come back home now. Yeah. My daughter was was young, and she she didn't realise that she didn't think I lived at home. You know, yeah. she thought I'd just come and visit them, sort of thing. You know, which when I was staying away, and you know, so it was time for me to come back and and be at home. Um, wasn't really looking going the coaching side of things. I still wanted to play, and um, so uh, you know, it was sort. Of, if you if you want to play, you, you know, and don't want to travel, it's pretty much the local local scene around here, really. So uh, that's where I ended up um, playing non-league at, at Berry Town. Yeah, Berry Town, Walsall, um, Needham. You know, what's your memories from playing for there? I think you played in the FA Cup for Berry and stuff like that. So, and you, you know, I think you won the league as well at one of those clubs. So. Was that just great experience? You know, you're of course one of the senior lads. I'm sure a lot of players, a lot of your teammates, were asking different questions to you and about your memories of playing in the Premier League, that Liverpool goal and stuff like that. Yeah, we um, when I first went into uh, Barry, uh, Richard Wilkins was manager, and I'd been with him at Colchester. Yeah. Um, his assistant Trevor Collins, very you know, I knew Trevor from from football, and we had a young squad with uh, two or three you know senior players in it. And um, it was a real, really good squad. Real, a real. Um, it was a real pleasure to be around them. Really, I, I still had to keep myself fit. If I wanted to play properly, so I got yeah. kept myself fit. Um, real talented bunch of players, and um, you know, we really we went on. Not the first season, but second season, went up and won the, the Midland League. And um, they said we went, we went into the first. We had the first round of the FA Cup. Uh, Unfortunately, we got beat, but uh, Alfred. But uh, you know, it was a real good times, real good time. And um, even after then, I went on to play at Bolsham, very small village club, but superbly run by the committee, the management, absolute lunatics, Paul Smith. Um, but um, you know, a real good time. Went to Needham, fantastically run club again. Lawsy, Daniel Laws, the manager, got on really well. Um, lost in the playoffs there, but. So I think I was fortunate when I came back to local football that every club I played at um, were well run and there were some, you know, good people about. Definitely, you know, of course you're probably, you know, you're at that level, you're not really getting paid much, are you? I think you get paid a little bit, but, you know, did you, what was it, did you go on to do any other jobs while you are doing that? Yeah, we, so, so it's just getting a little bit of petrol expenses, really. Yeah. That's all you're getting. Um, but, I, I, you know, I was playing because I wanted, wanted to play football as long as I, I could. Um, yeah, I was, I was doing a bit of work. Um, well, still am now, doing a little bit of driving work. I drive a little uh, a, a truck for a, for a firm over in Cockfield, uh, you know, delivering delivering stuff. And, uh, and uh, it's ideal for me, you know. I'm still home, see the kids. 
And, um, you know, I get a little day off during the week. And, um, and then, like I say, it's similar to the football. It's it's a small small uh, workforce, but they're, they're nice people and it's well well organised. And that's, that's all I'm, that's all I want. Yeah, and um, you, you know, you you spoke to one of my colleagues at work and said, um, you know, you of course coaching your daughter's team, and you're also still playing at the age of forty nine. Yeah, just about. You know, it's uh, the message has come through again <laughs> for the vets that still up and do do we want to play? And I haven't I haven't ticked the box yet, but yeah. I probably will do because that's like I say, it's, I've been playing with those fellas, you know, for some of those fellas for ten years now, and um, uh, you know, a good bunch. Social side is really good, you know. We we go out to win, but it's not the end of the world if we don't. And then we have a, you know, a couple of beers afterwards and um, take the juice out of each other. But, um, yeah, I'm still coaching my daughter's side. Uh, we're going into the ladies' league this year. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's still up, and it's the first year for for a while now that, that they've had a ladies, and we're going into the Suffolk Suffolk League. Um, oh, so that should be that should be really good. Pretty good, yeah. I um I cover the Itchy Town women's team. I'm, I'm their photographer, so uh, you know, oh, right, yeah. I've, I've I've seen the Suffolk League and stuff, and you know it's, it's it's grown so much from when I first sort of you know was covering games. I think they only had seven teams or six teams. Now I think it's grown to like I think two divisions now for the Suffolk. Two League. divisions, yes, yeah, that's so. right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, the team have been very successful yeah. in the youth youth ages. Yeah. Um, but so we're gonna it's gonna be a real good. Real strong challenge for them this year, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully, they'll give those girls a little, um, little oomph where they can just push on and progress, develop, and then who knows? One or two, one or two are definitely good enough to be involved in that Ipswich Town squad yeah. at some stage. But I don't want, the, I don't want the town to take them yet. No, no, no. <laughs> what, um, so your daughter's followed in your footsteps. Is she? What, what position does she play? She's a goalkeeper. Okay. <laughs> it okay. happened from from seven or eight years ago when yeah. we were, when I was coaching the side, and nobody wanted to play in goal. Yeah. And uh, you know what happens? The coach says, "Go on, go on, love, you get in goal." Yeah. But um, she has she's turned into a really good keeper. She's okay. representing the, the county from three years, okay. and um, yeah, she could be really good, but she doesn't practice enough. But that's okay. that's a lot. That's the same with a lot of people, youngins now these days. But um. Yeah, myself and my assistant Simon, we've been doing it for a few years now, and we get I get a better buzz of that, of that than I do playing really Definitely. now. And um, you know, going back to your you know Ipswich days um, in terms of you know have you have you do have you gone so many games since you've you know you left? And I know it's been a long time since you left, but do you have you gone and tried to go to games when you can? And you know, do you speak to any of your former teammates? I've, I've been to one or two recently because yeah. it's only it's not that long ago I haven't started, I stopped playing for yeah. old Newton in the last couple of seasons and I was running one of their teams on a Saturday so I didn't really get a chance to go but I've seen uh, I've seen one or two games took me took me boys and my daughter along so uh, but you know um, but you ex players get treated really well by the club and if I do want to go then yeah. you know they look after you so uh, so as my boys get a little bit older hopefully I will come to a few more games. Definitely, you know, in terms of former teammates, do you, do you speak to any of them? Because some of them are the thing with say Suffolk when definitely players who come or you know come from you know from up north or something like that, and they move to Suffolk. Some of them stay here because they just love it that much. You know, do you speak to any of your former teammates? I don't see many really. It's, yeah. it's like, you're right though. It's not a lovely part of the world, and yeah. uh, people do like to stay. Here. I saw Stockers recently. Um, yeah. 
Uh, I see Milts, uh, speak to Milts occasionally, but um, like I say, I don't, I don't speak to too many really. Yeah. So I see, I see, um, I used to see Walkie a bit, but I haven't seen him lately. Yeah. But um, you know, uh, if we bump into each other, have a chat, you know, but it's not in each other's pockets. So it's, it's just a nice, nice. Yeah. Um, well, Gavin, thank you so much for chatting to me. Are, are we going to see another? You know, Gavin Johnson's son's going to break through and become a, a player, or well, are they still young? I, he's, um, I've got I've got twin boys. Uh, yeah. uh, one of them is, is not really interested in the football, but I've got yeah. one. He, he could be decent, but like I just said about my daughter, unless you practice, yeah. you don't get you don't get you get any better, do you? So, um, but we'll go for get him out in the garden a bit more, and then who knows? Be nice to see him out there running around one day. Definitely. Well, Gavin, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Is there anything else you want to add before we, we finish? No, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm happy with that if you are. Yeah, definitely. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.